What's the room again? Uh, 1240, down at the end. Ooh, what's that? Sammy, don't touch that. That's someone's old food. Here we are. Do you have the key? You have both of ours. Oh, right. Not working. Rub it. Come on. Try flipping it over. Seriously. Why can't we go inside? I'm tired. Give me yours. You have mine. All right. Please, if you could just... Dad, why aren't you opening the door? Can everyone just shut the... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hi, everyone. This is Jesse Grossman. We've got our weekly breakdown of breaking news in influencer marketing. This is like essentially our weekly touch base with the latest news stories in the industry. We're breaking them down for you. Consider us your aggregator and time saver for interesting things that are going on in our industry. So every week I try to like mix it up even in terms of sources. You know, we hear about the same sort of insider, business insider, social media today, et cetera, et cetera. I'll always give you the source name. So important, of course, that you like read the article yourself in its entirety. I'm always just going to give you a brief synopsis, but it's a great opportunity, of course, to just feel like you have a finger on the pulse. And as an industry leader that you are, I just think it's like imperative that we all are like super aware of what's going on on a weekly basis and updates because we're in such an ever-changing industry. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you're on uh, whichever platform you're on, feel free to either comment below. I love to sort of say hi to you guys and acknowledge that you guys are in the room. Um, so on Clubhouse, for example, Megan, Vanita, Karina, Korea, you guys have different or uh, similar names, <laughs> Heather, uh, Katie, and Heather two Heathers in today. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. And I see some people are tuning in on our other visual platforms as well. This broadcast, since they're super ephemeral, especially the one on Clubhouse, of course, I figured I would like actually put some makeup on my face and pseudo do my hair so we could do these on camera because then we can go ahead and continue uh, the video availability in the Facebook group. So if you're, you know, you have a meeting, it's like literally one o'clock on a, on a Thursday. A lot of people are busy during the day. You can always just tune back to this in your own time, but all the other platforms of course will disappear. So if you'd like to um, join our Facebook community, just search WIM. That's W-I-I-M, and you'll always have access to these breaking news rooms every single week, sort of indefinitely. They won't disappear on you. All right, so let's break into it. Um, oh, and I guess, uh, or let's break into it. Let's jump into it. I guess the last
last thing that I do want to mention, actually a couple things, I'll say a couple things later too. So one is if you ever see a news article that you think is interesting, send them my way. I'm just digging through like a bunch of resources that I love, but I always love learning more. I'm such a news junkie. And of course I'm obsessed with influencer marketing. So send them to me and I will totally acknowledge you and shout you out that this is your article that you found. Would love, love, love to do that. So DM me wherever you're at and let me know if there's any articles and then we can sort of chit chat about them too. Um, and last, but certainly not least before we jump in, we have this incredible event coming up that I also just want to make sure is on everybody's radar. So if you're tuning into this room, you're, you touch influencer marketing in some way, shape, perform. Um, we have this big, the best in influencer tech event that's happening uh, in about like two and a half weeks time, the end of August, the 26th and 27th of this month. Um, we've literally rounded up like the nine best companies that are doing incredible work in terms of influencer tech, help you find influencers to help you run campaigns, grab analytics, whitelisting payments, like they really do touch everything. So you're not going to want to miss that. And the it's going to be available after the live, but the live you're going to get discounts. And during the live, you're going to be able to have these one-on-one -on -one sessions after with each company that you love. So definitely tune into the live. If you do miss it though, yes, the demos will be available after that. Okay. Jess, stop talking. Let's get into the updates. All right. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven articles for you guys today. I'm bringing a lot. There's a lot going on. Some of them are big stories. Some of them are just little updates, but all worth knowing about. So article number one, this is from a more diverse source. So searchenginejournal.com. Why content creators are using YouTube shorts and which content creators are using YouTube shorts. So basically I'm hearing a ton but YouTube Shorts, essentially everybody's sort of chasing shorter video content. That's not anything new, but emulating TikTok and their virality and the fact that they're reaching a billion users soon, definitely emulating that. So this article starts by saying it appears that Shorts is gaining popularity fast. This is the state of YouTube Shorts and some good content creators and examples to check out. So it's definitely come a long way. It actually officially launched about 11 months ago, this specific format. Um, some content creators have jumped on the bandwagon are now well positioned to benefit from new monetization opportunities. We're definitely seeing that, of course, everywhere. So they aren't the usual suspects this article says. So in this column, you'll learn about who is making good use of YouTube shorts, see what's working well, and find tips to help improve your own short form video strategy. So when did it launch? Officially September 14th of 2020. It was the beta version and it launched in India. Why? Because that's actually, I forget if it's the first or second, but it's like the most widely the country that uses YouTube the most, it's the United States and India. So fun fact. So who's using it? Creators, or sorry, three target audiences for YouTube shorts. One, and there's three. So one, creators and artists, two, viewers and subscribers, and three, advertisers and brands. So I'll kind of scroll a little bit further. So let's see. So it's 15 second long version 
of shorts, their thought at the time was that YouTube was quote, working on what monetization this format might look like in the future. And it introduced in recent news, a $100 million shorts fund, which will be distributed over the course of 21 and 22 to influencers who are or who are doing well at YouTube shorts. So it isn't limited to creators in the YouTube partner program, which is interesting to know about as well, who can monetize their longer shorts though with ads. So they do get special access to that. Any content creator is eligible to uh, for support from the shorts fund as long as he or she creates original content that adheres to their community guidelines. There's a lot more that it goes into in the article, a little bit about who uses it. Basically, um, more than 152,000 accounts have uploaded 1.1 million shorts to YouTube in a couple of weeks. They've received a combined 46.3 billion views and 2 billion engagements, likes, shares, comments, etc. It's The article goes into a lot of good stats, which of course you'll see in our roundup of these articles that's sent out on Mondays in our newsletter. But I think that it's as important for strategists and brands have these updates in mind, of course, because when you're figuring out like, all right, like who do we go after to shout our brand from the rooftops? Any of these recently rolled out features, platforms, obviously, but like features within these big, you know, huge platforms that we're all so used to, those are absolutely worth diving into because they're just going to promote the heck out of them in the upcoming weeks. So definitely check those out YouTube shorts. So if you know any YouTubers, definitely hit up YouTube shorts for and adding that into your deliverables and a scope of work for a campaign that you're doing because they're just going to be more heavily promoted. All right, article number two. This one's from Later. Later.com has a really cool blog. Uh, of course, it's a social media tool. But this article says the best time to post on Instagram in 2021. This is a little bit unique, of course, like everybody who has, I believe, a creator and a business account, basically everybody who does not have a personal account should have access to data directly from Instagram that tells you what time of day they should be posting. Of course, that's like when your audience is most engaged. It is so far from being 100% perfect. Obviously, it's averages. Also, this is such a weird thing that they've never... I don't know. I think it needs to be corrected. Just so everybody knows, and it explicitly says in Instagram, the where it says the times that you're supposed to post, it's all listed in Pacific Standard Time. I feel like everybody knows this, but like my mind bl was blown about this maybe like a year or so ago when I first found that out. I was like, wait, that time I've always assumed it was my, you know, my time zone. It explicitly says there that all the times are listed in Pacific time. So it, regardless of where you're at. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that just in case you don't. And this article is a little bit unique because in addition to, you know, we all have access to that information. This is, they actually researched 35 million posts and analyzed that many to say, all right, when truly is the best time to post on Instagram in 2021? And so again, like this is for organic posts, of course, but also... I don't think enough sponsored posts go live at a strategic time. So I'm working on one right now, for example, and we're asking all of the influencers, we're saying like, what time of day on that date is your audience most engaged? And like, take advantage of that. So essentially 35 million feed posts, excluding Reels and IGTV, 
is what later analyzed to find the answer of what is the best time to post on Instagram. So they found out each day of the week for several key locations. I guess I can go over a couple here. Well, I'll just go over all of them, but it's all sort of explained further in the article, but here's the gist. I'll give away, right? I'll give it away. Monday, let's see. And this is the best times per day. Oh my gosh, does it not say the time zone? Maybe it's like every time zone. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. That's hilarious. Okay, maybe I'm missing this, but essentially it says, let's assume it's in your time zone. LOL. Monday at 5 a.m., Jesse's not up. Tuesday at 6 a.m. I'm still not up. Wednesday, 6 a.m. Thursday, 5 a.m. Friday, 6 a.m. Saturday, 6 a.m. And Sunday, 6 a.m. The worst times of day to post, Monday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 1 p.m., Wednesday at 10 a.m., Thursday at 11 p.m., Friday at 9 a.m., Saturday at 8 p.m., Sunday at 4 p.m. I'm looking to see, oh, calculated in local time. Interesting. Okay. So look, it'll go way further into detail about like how they came up with that. There's also, it's broken down by location. For example, US and Canada in Western time, they suggest posting somewhere between the 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. hour. They go into why that is, analysis of it, take it for what it is, but it is interesting to know about. All right. The next article, a little more broad. So this one is from futurism.com and SpaceX. Oh, my cat's going to show up in this live stream in a second. I'm probably eating the plants behind me, LOL. So this is SpaceX. If you guys are familiar, that's Elon Musk's company is launching a satellite to display billboard ads in space. <laughs> so you'll be able to purchase advertising advertising space using Dogecoin. So SpaceX is partnering with a Canadian tech startup to launch a digital billboard into orbit. The CEO and co-founder of Geometric Energy Corporation, or GEC, said that his company is partnering with SpaceX to launch a small advertisement satellite into space. The satellite will have a screen on one side where people and companies can bid to have their logos and advertisements displayed along with a selfie stick that'll snap photos of the ads with the earth in the background. Thankfully, the system won't be visible from the ground, he says, though others have pondered a system like that. It's a whole long article. It's actually really interesting if you nerd out like I do about space and you like advertising and there's a whole lot that this article has to say. Of course, we talked about crypto being what pays for it because, well, like what is the currency that you would use in space? It's such an interesting article. I find it really interesting. There's a lot to it. So again, all these articles will be listed in depth during our Monday newsletter recap. All right. Oh, wait, for anybody who is looking on <laughs> video, this is my buster cap. All right. So the next article, this is social media today, and this is pro tips. TikTok shares advice on how brands can establish a presence on the platform and generate results. So this is pretty interesting. Obviously, this is coming specifically from TikTok. It says TikTok is a platform of the moment with the short form video app continuing to lead the app, download charts and add users at an unprecedented rate 
think I mentioned this stat earlier, but just to repeat it, with the platform now on track to reach a billion users this year, despite losing its biggest user market in June of 2020 because it was banned in India, that will put it on par with Instagram and make it one of the top five biggest social messaging apps in such a short time. I still can't really wrap my head around it but I get it because I'm obsessed. So basically it's saying, you know, now is attracting more interest from marketers, of course, looking to go wherever consumers' attentions lie. So basically how can you make the most of TikTok for your brand? So they, this is all coming specifically from this woman, Becca Sawyer, who's TikTok's global head of small business solutions. And they gave a few uh, tips and tricks. So I'll read a couple of them. Basically the, there was a question what ad or promotional elements are seeing the best response on TikTok right now? She says, ads that perform best don't look or feel like ads. They embody our, quote, don't make ads, make TikToks motto. They're saying don't overthink it. TikTok's a place where authenticity and realness is not only accepted, it's celebrated. And I would actually take it a step further and just say like it's really the place if it is overly branded, like people will sort of tear you a new one. They said it can feel intimidating at first. Totally get that. If you're like not completely in the world of TikTok, it can feel like its own separate world. Basically, they're saying that they're always working on ways to make it easier to create and share content on TikTok. Then they're like creative tools and examples of successful businesses to help business owners get comfortable in this article. They recently partnered also with Vimeo to launch templates that can help small businesses create quality video in a few easy steps. So I think I do think that's pretty cool in that they're sort of like really making it more easily accessible for brands to sort of feel comfortable with like what they should be creating on there that's going to be effective. But here is another interesting question that I found. So what's the key to an effective marketing strategy on TikTok? They were asked. They said they always love to encourage brands and organizations to do these four things. Engage like a user. So join conversations and build a community. So basically not just a one-way conversation, but really making it a two-way conversation. Thinking TikTok first. So that means creativity, culture, and trends that start on TikTok. If any of us are on there, like we, you totally know what those are. You see them when you scroll through your feed, you're seeing, you know, tons of things that are repeated regularly and sort of leaning into that building a narrative. So as a brand or organization, you have an opportunity to not just join a conversation, but to start a conversation. So that's pretty interesting. I love that. And then create with intent. Again, don't make ads, make TikToks. TikTok as a platform designed to inspire with authentic creative content that could only be on TikTok. How convenient. So they talk later about like mistakes that brands make, um, examples of brands that are achieving strong results with TikTok marketing, citing things like Gap, Sour Patch Kids, KFC, it's uncool stuff, a bunch of other brands. Top tip for someone starting out with in, with starting out with TikTok marketing. So yeah, it was a really good article. And again, you always hear people, especially on social media, touting themselves as I'm an expert in this, that and the other. And like already there's TikTok experts, of course. But basically, I think that it's 
always helpful to hear like directly from the source. Let's be real. Okay. So that's a little bit about TikTok and how brands could particularly do well on there. The next article, uh, it's an ad week article, Instagram reels creators gain ability to search for audio. Definitely not worth getting into. It's not a large article, a uh, long article, I should say. The longest part of it are these giant graphics that you'll see. But I checked it this morning on my uh, Instagram and I already have access to this. So you probably will too, depending on where you are in the world, of course. But basically, when you go into Reels and you go to add audio, um, instead of just being able to like go find songs based on like the different categories, you can now search for specific songs or artists and add them to your reels, which should just make it easier to make them quick or search in a creative way. Or maybe you're like, oh, I want like the vibe of like Lady Gaga or like whoever it is. So just a cool way for creators to take music into their own hands a little bit more. Short article. All right. Next one. This is the third to last article, I think. Yeah. So this one's Vogue Business is a source. And basically it's called Navigating the Creator Economy Gold Rush. So as the creator economy matures, it's hitting some bumps. Investors, marketers, and influencers share how they're navigating VC hype, building direct to consumer businesses or D2C businesses, and they're shifting relationships with brands. I found this super interesting. I want you guys all to read this article in its entirety because essentially the sentiment is gone are the days that influencers are just going to be making the majority of their money working with brands. And I've been saying this for years because it seems like a very short-lived strategy, right? Essentially, it's saying that it's definitely shifting, that they're finally making more money in, in other ways, how that's going. <laughs> also, they do mention someone that they definitely have a PR person working for them, but or I think she actually is a former PR person. So I'm sure maybe some of you have heard, I know this was mentioned in our Facebook group the other day, and I definitely hear it tossed around on Clubhouse a lot about the app, Fuck You Pay Me or FYPM, basically like is bringing pay transparency to influencers. I think the intention is great. I haven't really, I think you have to pay to see the inside of the platform. So I haven't paid for it. So I haven't seen it, but I don't, so I don't know how accurate it is, but I see mention of them everywhere these days. Uh, this article talks about them as well. And essentially just a lot about the creator economy and what that looks like and how people are making money and how that could include things like ads, donations even, subscriptions, and of course, brand deals and, you know, products and companies that they're creating, tech platforms they're creating. I mean, I've sort of heard of it all. I'm sure you guys have too. Um, so super, super interesting article and just like the sky is the limit when it comes to, you know, the types of businesses that influencers can get into. Very cool article. And again, that's from Vogue Business. All right. Second to last article. This is from Marketing Brew. This is like a new newsletter that I signed up for. I feel like I heard about them Clubhouse, maybe? I don't know, maybe not. Anyways, it's morningbrew.com and I've been enjoying it. So the article is B2B digital advertising spend is growing. So basically B2B business to business display ads, quote, took up a greater share of US ad spending than 
ever before in 2020. So obviously we know that things have grown exponentially from 2020. If you don't know, now you know. I mean, we're seeing people in a whim who are hiring I spoke to a company today, they're hiring 40 roles. Another company was hiring like 80 roles. I mean, and that's presently. And these are not companies that have thousands of employees. They're like doubling or tripling the size of their company. So yes, obviously companies are growing, but specifically in terms of like B2B digital ad spend, I find it really interesting. The US grew 32.5% last year and is expected to increase 24.9% this year to nearly $11 billion. So again, this is like specifically from business to business. So those display ads quote, took up a greater share of US ad spending than ever before in 2020. In 2021, B2B display ad spend is expected to reach $5.09 billion, a 32.6 year over year increase. So they're predicting the reason for the growth. It says they've seen a pronounced shift towards e-commerce efforts, obviously. And in the B2B space, as COVID completely changed that marketplace, leading to companies being open to larger purchases via online channels, as opposed to traditional sales contact route. So that makes sense. So it says old school B2B marketers also might not have much of a choice. This is a quote. So quote, trade pubs have either discontinued their print distribution altogether and gone 100% digital or have made enhancing their digital platforms a priority. So essentially like, you know, the price per product has gone up and COVID obviously just knocked a lot of things out and just shifted everybody to be digitally focused. So keep an eye on B2B, it's growing and that ad spend is in turn growing with it to just try to follow the trends. All right, we're up to our last article, y'all. So this article, Social Media Today, and the article is YouTube updates creators' website to provide more guidance on how to build your channel. I love highlighting these articles. Uh, I hate the misinformation that goes around on the internet about here's how to get more followers, here's how to get more engagement. And like, we just need to improve the information that's being sent to the creators themselves, the brands themselves, as they're looking to build up their own platforms, et cetera, et cetera. So this is coming directly from YouTube and it's as part of its expanded push to lure more creators across to its platform, of course, with advanced monetization. Um, It's always had monetization. Let's like never forget that. Uh, YouTube was pretty sure it was like the first one to, you know, actually pay influencers, of course, with their AdSense growth tools as well. And then today, let's see, as of, I don't know, I guess this is about a week old, August 4th. As of August 4th, it launched its newly refreshed YouTube for Creators website. So definitely check that out. And it provides information on all the key elements of building a YouTube channel and a presence. So here's a cool quote. So whether you're a new or seasoned creator, you are the driving force behind YouTube. We want to make it easier for you to do what you do best along with the official creators channel, This uh, website will offer expert advice to help tell your story, build your community, and turn your passions into opportunities. So it's been organized into like three different sections to simplify the listings and makes it easier for creators to find like the key info that they need, which is nice. You can't like, you make a tool, but if nobody uses it, what's the point? So they, they improved it. So the welcome creator section provides links to YouTube policies and tips on getting started. Those policies are like not to be overlooked too. I hear so many YouTubers that I love that really understand those policies, especially in like true crime and stuff where they're like, 
I can't mention X, Y, or Z, or my video is going to be demonetized. Like, so really understanding what YouTube sort of knocks you for um, will absolutely help your, your channel thrive. Tips for getting started, of course. And while YouTube has also included more in-depth overviews of how each element of the channel building process works, relevant links to official guides and explainers. One thing that's key, this is for influencers specifically, is um, monetization. It's a key focus of the refresh site. So basically YouTube's working to provide more ways for creators to make money with their content, which it sees as a key lever that's that it can pull to fend off competition from TikTok. So just this week, YouTube announced a new funding program, uh, you, the YouTube Shorts Creators, which will see the platform pay out up to $10,000 per month to each individual Shorts publisher based on views and engagement with their tips. I think it's like 100 to 10,000, which is quite the range. Let's be real. Um, so there, however, this is interesting. Like their monetization tools are far more advanced than those available on TikTok. Absolutely. And an important emphasis on this updated creator site is showcasing the various ways that publishers can generate revenue through the app, which may help to sway more creators towards YouTube instead, ideally bringing their large audiences with them. So again, I bring this up in rooms like this, because of course we're influencer marketers, you know, and I feel like I'm might sound on the surface as if I'm speaking to influencers themselves. If anybody is listening on Clubhouse, for example, who's an influencer, use this, fantastic. But I think it's important for brands and agencies to hear this information because the creators are gonna be hearing it obviously too. And you're gonna see a little bit more growth in YouTube and a little bit more buzz here and there. And I think that it's good to keep a pulse on that. Again, like I mentioned in terms of like, all right, so, YouTube launches creator program, like who do I have on deck that's a YouTube creator? Because like I want to tap into that instantaneously because they're going to be promoting the heck out of these little, you know, knobs and levers that you can pull. That's it, guys. <laughs> so that is this week's news. As always, uh, definitely shoot us a follow on all of our platforms. If you're in the Facebook group, you're already here. Tomorrow, Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, a reminder that we have this awesome event that's taking place on the 26th and 27th of August that will literally solve all of your tech problems. So whether you're like an entrepreneur who is like, I've got all these, like I've got great clients, but like I want to scale my business. I want to prove myself to them. I want to like find better influencers. I want to run my campaigns more smoothly, like get analytics that are more in depth pay creators faster. Literally all of these problems will be solved by attending this event because we have nine brilliant companies that were hand selected that we are having demo. We're having the opportunity to have breakout sessions, one-on-one -on -one meetings with them, and they're giving discounts to win members. So you like really can't miss this event. It's on the 26th and 27th. Just go to imwim.com slash tech um, to RSVP. And I feel like that's it. All right, guys, uh, if you want to become a member of WIM, of course, that's something too, but y'all know about that. Just go to the website for more information and also DM us and say hi, because I always like to meet our members. It's really nice to connect with you guys or reconnect with you guys. That's it from me, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you all very soon. Bye, guys. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we got to have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. 